What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of Respect the Game Podcast. My name is Edward, named after a trilogy, that being my pops. Shout out to my mother and my grandmother for helping raise me too. Please make sure you go follow at Emac Stats for all your up-to-date high school, pro, and collegiate sports coverage. We'll not disappoint. We'll keep you updated on all that's going on in this sports world that we have. And I know y'all probably like, why well, fam? Now I'm got on glasses. Uh, we'll save that announcement for why we have on glasses uh, after Sedacious introduces himself. But what is a podcast without your brother? Yo, it is the one and only, the host with the most, that blows the most. Smoke, black piece, the rap plug, the hip hop plug. Be sure to go tap into Talking Smoke podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your dope podcast from. Check me out, baby. Let's go. It's your boy, Lotta Rapper, tapping in with you. You can follow me at Respect the Game Podcast. That's Sedacious on Cash App. Used to be Sedacious on Instagram, Sedacious on Twitter. You already know what it is. Let's go, man. Yeah, man. So for many people on today, today is August the 16th. I don't necessarily know uh, what what particular area you're in listening to the podcast from, but I am pretty sure on this day of August 16th, the meteorologist and your local news probably predicted that this day would shine the brightest of all the days in the year. And that is why we have our sunglasses on. Why would the meteorologist say that on this particular day, it is going to shine the brightest. The sun is going to illuminate the earth far more than any other day on this uh, in the throughout the year. That is because August 16th is the day our brother, Shinehart Izzo, was born. Today is his birthday, ladies and gentlemen. So he's out on his time living up his birthday. My dog turns 28 today. Um, so just paying homage to our brother Sean Hart is a charismatic, good intellectual excellence that he gives on this podcast as he likes to say reporting in uh Iron Man, Big Brother Iron Man. He's uh today is Big Brother Iron Man's birthday. Um salute to our brother. We love our brother, uh, as I like Happy to birthday, call him, bro. As I like to call him a walking sound bite the podcast definitely would not be what it is. Um what it has been thus far without our brother Sean Hart is on man. So we got our sh- we got our shades on because it has been shining extra bright on your birthday all day today, my brother. Uh, yeah, man, don't take you for granted. Sincerely love you. Appreciate having you on the pod and look forward to uh look forward to look forward to this marathon of a podcast with you. All righty, so <clears throat> Today may be a light episode, but I think it is a very important episode. So, wife calls me. She goes make groceries. She's like, hey, downstairs, can't come home with the groceries. I'm like, cool, bet. So, I mark up on the car, and we stay on the second floor of our apartment complex. Go downstairs, pull up on the car, scoping the situation out to see. How many bags are working with here? A lot, a little bit. What's going on here? But I feel like, as any man should, when he approaches 
the situation to have to transport the groceries from the car into the house, his instant thought process should be, how can I do this in one trip? And even if it doesn't look like you can do it in one trip, because there's so many bags, you should at least try. And I had... I had grabbed whatever uh, my wife was giving me. I grabbed whatever bags she was giving me, and I was about to just take them upstairs, but someone said, hold on, like, is that everything? She was like, oh, no, that's a couple more things. And I just feel so insulted and disrespected that, like, she didn't, like, give me everything. I was like, what's wrong with you? Like, do you you know what Kevin KD said? You know who I am. I'm Kevin Durant. <laughs> uh, like, I want to look at her and be like, you know who you married. <laughs> it's me it's me give me all the bags like this is a one trip operation around here and so um, I was like yo is that all the bags she was like no I was like alright well like, let's see how many <laughs> more bags we have left here because like we, we are coming back downstairs I don't care what's, like, what's going on so I had the bags on my head and I looked at I scoped the situation and like I said it doesn't matter how many in there I'm going to be like, ah, this could work. Yeah, if I, I, I have to die trying. But that second trip is just like, I, the groceries are going to have to fall in the street for me to know I couldn't do it all in one trip, right? And, uh, and that just got me to thinking. I was just like, bro, like, I just feel like, I I believe I've seen this post once before and it hit home because, like, it was like, uh, all real dudes try to make one trip when, when like, transporting the groceries. And, like, that name from however long ago I saw it, like, popped up in my head because I had been doing that as a kid. And as I grew, as I grew older, I would basically kind of just hustle my siblings being the oldest and just hand them bags to, like, take in the house. Um, but needless to say, in that situation, I got all those groceries up the stairs in one trip. And I had a case of uh, juice to get up the stairs too. So, you know, uh, yeah, man. And I was, and it made me think, I was just like, bro, if I'm blessed to have a son and he reaches that age where I could be like, hey, come outside, me and your mama got the groceries. Like, I feel like that's going to be like his first test of manhood. Like, <laughs> if I if I see him be like okay all right daddy and I, I see him outside and the trunk pops or the door opens and he looks at the situation and scopes it out if he don't be trying to drape grocery bags like up to his shoulder I'm gonna be like son we need to sit down and have a talk <laughs> because I fear for the way you're going up going out in the world and living your life by not trying to make this one trip so they just made me ask y'all. Uh, Daisy, I know you only have girls right now. Darnell, you have three boys. First, what is the appropriate age to expect your son to be able to take on one of the first tests of his manhood and transporting all the groceries out of the car into the house in one trip? What is an appropriate age for that? Um... I feel like there's no exact appropriate age. It's all about, uh, I think it works both ways as far as um, a parent and also the child. If you're a parent, to me, those kind of things, it's like, it's problem solving. You know, you're trying to solve one, you're trying to solve a problem. Sorry about that. You're trying to solve a problem, obviously, with one trip, right? So at the end of the day, 
you know, I start my kids off around two, three years old. Basically, you can walk, you can pick up, you can pick up a toy, you can pick up a, a grocery. So it's like one of those things where it's like, it can be as early as, in my opinion, nine years old. It just, it just, it just depends on, you know, size of the kid, the age, the maturity. And at the end of the day, it, to me, it, it kind of just shows you how mature that kid is getting. Something you said that. Because at the end of the day, a little kid, like, you already know, they're not going to try to do that. They just, they just follow in order. They get around 9, 10, and 11, you know, they don't want to do it. And it becomes that, okay, how can I fix this issue with one good trip? So, I mean, it's, it, just, it just depends. But I would think appropriate age, like, okay, the cutoff age, 11. If you're not attempting to get all the groceries at 11 years old, you need to have you, you see, you can talk to that kid and see what's up in their brain. What is your age? Um, so the question is, what age should the ch should the child be trying to take all the groceries, or what age should they be trying to take groceries? Period. What age should they be expected to be able to take all the groceries in one uh, trip? I I would have to say I am not letting it get past 14, 15, 14, 15, to where you can't and and and, and I say all of the groceries, but I don't mean I don't mean all of the groceries at 14 and 15. I mean, you know, there's three cases of water, but there's a lot of bags. All of them bags gotta come in the house at 14 and 15 and one trip. Right? Because then you gotta go back down, tuck one water under here, tuck another water under here. And you know what I'm saying, and have one water in your hand, and then go upstairs with three, with two waters under your arm and one in your hand, right? Added to, not everybody's situation may be you have to travel upstairs, so you don't even have a second floor you got to get to. That's added expectation <laughs> that this needs to be a one trip for you. Yeah, yeah, it is. I say, uh, I say, the younger the age, the younger the age, the like, let me phrase that. The the lower the sibling, the more you're expected because your brother's going to make you do more. And they're going to make you, like, hey, man, you ain't caring enough. That's what I went through. I was the baby of, of, a, of, you know, three boys in the house. So it's like, you got the oldest brother, you know, talking this crap. You got the second oldest, you know, mumbling behind it. And I'm right there, like, y'all talking all this mess. You know what? I'm going to go in here and grab as many as I can, get y'all off my back. So... There's that little bit of a twist right there. You're the youngest male sibling. You kind of expect it to be like eight years old, bro, like beasting it, to be honest. I know it's young, but just from the, the hierarchy, yeah. I 14, bro. Y'all being nice. <laughs> All right. So this leads to the next question. If your son does not If your son does not attempt to, at whatever point, whatever age you deem necessary, attempt to take all the groceries in one trip, is it an exaggerated sign that he will grow weak and or be a beta male? Is that a fair assessment? It's a, it's a fair assessment if and only if 
the actions behind that continue to suggest so. It's not if that can be fixed and with that being fixed, that that allows other other behavior, you know what I'm saying, other 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 behavior to be fixed as well. And so no. So I think yeah, I'm, to answer your question, if 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 behavior like that continues, excuse me, I'm having brain farts. If behavior like like that continues, then yeah, I see I, I, I see the I see the path. I see the one way. I don't I don't see it. I don't see necessarily that. I just think about problem solving. Cause to me it's not more manhood by doing it. To me, it's on problem solving. It's about do you really want to go this many times? It ain't about like, are you strong enough necessarily? It's like, do you really want to go this many times? It's like, what's the best solution? So like, like, you know, that, you know, being a, you know, beta male, not necessarily, I just feel like your problem solving is going to technically start sucking. Well, I think you may be distracted about something. Cause like I said, to me, it's common sense to want to try to get as many as you can and bring it to that, you know, to, to the goal, to the destination. And to me, it don't, it don't seem like more of manhood. It's feels like problem solving, like, but house, but I feel like I feel like this is something that clicks before it's instructed. So, in my mind, as you're growing up, whenever your dad decides he's not gonna get groceries no more, he's gonna send his son, or whenever a single mom decides, as soon as I get home, I'm gonna call my son. He's gonna run downstairs, right? I feel like when you're going through that process is when it clicks. I don't think nobody ever tells us, hey, try to get all those bags in one trip. No, we be playing the game and we get a call and it's ton of groceries. And you know what I mean? And we, we, we accept the challenge because we really want to get back on the video game. So um, for that to not happen, for someone, I guess, I guess, I guess, I would agree with Darnell. Then that would just mean that their critical thinking and problem problem solving skills just haven't, you know, haven't matured to where they need to be at that point. Or there's but, a, a bigger problem, in my opinion, like an actual issue. Like to me, like I said, it clicks in your head. Like, hey, let me just get this one time. Like, and maybe like some actual serious issues. Maybe not, but something may actually be bothering that kid. Maybe a girl, maybe, uh, you know, you as a parent, y'all be beefing away. Maybe if it's something beef, it's like something's wrong. Like that's an indicator of like my oldest son goes down there and not attempting to get as mean as he can. Hey, bro, what's wrong? <laughs> hey, and honestly, we could possibly be on to something because, you know, who's thinking about this? Who's thinking about the fact that their son is not being cooperative in certain aspects because they, as a eight, between eight and 15 year old are going through something. What we do is what our parents did. You, you, your child, you stay in my house, blah, 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 blah. This is an third, And you never really know. So these could be king times where you can be paying attention to your child and, you know, I guess be proactive about it. Um, but that that's that's a good question because, like I said, I feel like the behavior pattern 
moving forward does matter. Because if you have to fix what's wrong with you because you don't want to get the groceries and then have to fix what's wrong with you, you don't want to wash the dishes and then have to fix what's wrong with you, you don't want to clean your room, then it's only, in my mind, it's only one way of fixing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the good old disciplinarian. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Darnell, do you find yourself... How much did your parenting change compared to when you inherited your first two sons, then you had your daughter, and then you got a son straight from the infant stages? Like, like how does, like, fatherhood and parenting vary in terms of like building your son up and being tough on him, but at the same time, I guess being tough on your daughter, but maybe not as much as you are on your sons. Yeah, I mean, to me, like I tell them all the time, we a team. We a team, and everybody has this is a family of team. Like each person in this household, we have a, we have a a job to do. And it's, it's not a job of, how you say, labor and, you know, paying off. It's out of, like, you know, love. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, it sounds like, you know, some, some, uh, trail well, you're not breaking child labor laws. <laughs> no, absolutely not. You know, absolutely. It, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, we do this to keep our bond strong and care for each other. And, like, you know, sometimes as a parent, you know, I get on myself of, like, maybe being too hard on them. Maybe we're not doing enough of this. Maybe I do enough of that. But as, you know, life, goes on I start noticing okay my, my oldest is being that leader I need him to be you know what I'm saying like I'm the hardest on my oldest because I know like bro you're next something happened to me you next up whether you want to or not and I have to I have to sculpt you that way to be ready for that my second oldest I have him being more of a how would you say learning to be a big brother type it was hard for him at first because, you know, he never thought he was going to have siblings. And then, bam, two back-to-back. -back. So he's learning to be one. And, you know, that's his position is to be, the, to be the, the glue of the sibling. And, of course, you have my princess. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the, the, the lightest on her. But I've given, like, certain uh, – how would you say it? Certain – Privileges? Instructions. Yeah, there you go. Not even privileges, but certain instructions um, for my wife, you know – Amenities. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I gave my wife certain, like, babe, you, I gave her heads up, first of all. Like, hey, it's my daughter, it's my princess. This is a girl. This is, like, this is special. I feel like every man you. don't have, yeah, you exactly. You're going to have to take that lead. I'm going to back you up, 100,000, 10%. I don't want no girl to turn, hey, it's my baby girl. I don't want her to turn out bad. So I know what you're going to do. You're going to, you know, show her, show her how to be a woman. You know what I'm saying? And that's what she's supposed to be, is, is be the woman of the children and then i got my baby boy who's you know he's learned all these things from his older siblings from his sister from his brother from his oldest and you know i just kind of rock it like that like that's their jobs like the youngest to is to learn from his from the siblings the daughter is to be the the, the, the lady of the uh of the of the bunch and you know you have the glue and then you have the leader you know what i'm saying and i feel like it's it's like i tell my wife all the time maybe i gotta treat them differently because if i don't it's not going to work out the way it's supposed to. My leader's not going to be the leader. My glue's not going to be the glue. 
my daughter's not going to be the lady I need her to be, and my son's not going to have nobody to look up to. You know what I'm saying? So to kind of like answer it, I do treat them different, and it, it's it's uh it, it's it's complex. But at the end of the day, I feel like when you have more than one child, it should be an understanding of like where everybody's role is, no matter no matter what the uh, how you say it, the the structure of your family is. So I feel like once everybody knows their role in a certain sense of being a team, you want, whether it's, you know, a baby mama, baby daddy, whatever it may be. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody know their role and we can all just, you know, we can we can raise these kids to the best of our abilities. I feel like some people lose track of that uh, when it comes to these kids, like just finding a win winning formula for the kids to to win. You know what I'm saying? So. Coming myself short, you know, I can talk about my kids all day, bro. We know that was that was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful, bro. Very well said. Yeah, it's man. all good, man. Um, so transitioning over, uh, a quick update. So for those who listen to been listening to the podcast, remember we had the episode snitching apologizing snitching and graduating the graduation was wrapped around the lady who was graduating from famu she took a very controversial photo near the famu monument of their of their rattlesnake mascot she was basically new she called it a it was she called it her graduation photo. People were like, "Yo, what are you doing? You shouldn't have did that." Uh, it wasn't <laughs> that wasn't painting painting the school in a good light. You are making yourself out here look crazy. And so, I had went back to read this, read back up on it even further and deeper because I admit too, I was guilty of just the headline. But old girl claims that she always takes controversial or seductive photos uh and i mind you again she took this picture on famu's campus near the mascot monument but naked and she said one she always takes you know seductive controversial photos and she also said that she's a rapper and i took that as her using that as promo or whatever the case may be but even with that, I haven't stumbled across any music, so I'm not sure if that plan worked or not. However, there were talks about her potentially, you know, being fined or not receiving her degree, her diploma, because of the pictures she took on the campus. And her reply to that was, hey, if y'all don't give me my diploma, I have some dirt that'll really have the school looking crazy about what I know about the information I have on three professors at the university. Again, we're talking about FAMU. Sedacious. The, I believe it. You believe it. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. You're not gonna call up bluff. You're gonna give it with it. You're gonna give it. Give her her demands. Oh, yes. Ma her degree. Excuse my language. Yes, sir. I most certainly will. Why, why, why play with her like that? She went through what she went through 
to get what she had to get. I, I don't I don't get what the issue is. Give give the lady her belongings. It's literally hers. She literally paid for it, and she with her money and her time. I don't understand this. So what? She she's she feels free and liberating with her body. Who cares? Like, bro, she did what she had to do. Bottom line. So give us stuff before she make y'all look even worse than you know. And I don't even feel like she made y'all look that bad in the picture. Have y'all seen the picture? <laughs> it may spike. Would you say it may spike up their male enrollment? <laughs> like, bro. Anyway, I thought she had on the sachet. It was the long snakes that she had running down. Anyway, so yeah. Um, give her things. That's it. At this point, it's theft if you don't give it to her. Darnell, what do you go ahead? This is chess, not checkers, player. She was playing chess the whole entire time, I feel. If she already knows, if she already does these kind of pictures, she knows the kind of slack that comes with it. She already knew. Three professors? Come on. Sherry had that in the back pocket, player. She already, like, no. She had this all set up. She's going to get publicity from it. She's going to get imaginary promo for her music from it. And she's going to have people blackmail from it. She had that been playing from the get-go. Not saying it's nothing wrong with it, but she she wanted to, she had a goal to pursue and she took care of the uh, the loose ends. She said she wanted her lymphoma. She and she said Tommy was everything because she did it like, like, bop, bop, well, I'm done. And this is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. And if you don't let me do it, good luck. Yeah, this. It's not to the degree of her taking a photo, but just in terms of, I guess, trolling the administration for not giving you your diploma or trying to find you there. I don't know if y'all seen this on social media, but dude was like fined or they was holding his degree because he danced on stage or something when accepting his diploma. And how much ever it was, he ended up paying the school, paying his fine to, to the school and like a tub full of pennies and like took it up to the school to like pay them back. Uh, so, yeah, I don't her story of being like, all right, y'all want to play with me kind of reminds me of that, too. But, yeah. So he really did not like the school that he went to. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to dance on her ass and I don't care what they do. And they yeah. find him. He was like, oh, they going to find me? Yes. <laughs> yeah so yeah man so yeah man we're not gonna hold y'all beautiful people long if you're just not listening to this week's episode and you haven't caught up on like the last five episodes coming out of the summer no we took a hiatus but we back episodes every week we was not at full strength, but I won't even say we was we are at full strength because our brother's presence on his birthday Today, shining the brightest. We know he here with us. Um, definitely wishing our brother shine hard. Izzo, uh, cash out. That's cash out. That's Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat at shine hard Izzo. Send our dog some cash, and uh, make sure you may you'll probably be hearing this after his birthday. But when you're here, just make sure you put on your best shades. So yeah, man. Thank you, beautiful people, for listening to this week's episode. We're going to continue being consistent, giving y'all great content, great conversation every week. Happy birthday again to our brother, Sean Hart Izzo. We love you.
and this is the Respect the Game podcast. We will see you beautiful people next week.